Hey, it's Lisa Ann here. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the More Than Social podcast. I'm a digital marketing expert, self-development junkie, and your go-to for all things marketing, ads, and automation. I'm so excited that you popped by to hang out with me today, so let's dive right into the topic. Welcome back to another episode on the More Than Social podcast. This one is going to be amazing because we have a special guest here talking all about LinkedIn. So have you been using LinkedIn for your business? Are you trying to generate leads and clients through it? Are you sending those awkward connecting messages to strangers on LinkedIn? Or maybe you thought that LinkedIn was just a platform to get job interviews. However, you're looking at LinkedIn right now. I know that this episode is going to blow your mind. Now, for me, I am someone that I do utilize LinkedIn to a very, very small capacity. Um, It's not my main platform whatsoever. So today, the biggest takeaway that I took away from this episode, just to kind of give you a little sneak peek, she told me to post less than what I actually am doing. And that's like a hallelujah, weight off my shoulder type of situation because it's a lot when you're posting constantly on every single platform. So if you are interested in learning more about LinkedIn, this one is for you. She actually is one of the top people in LinkedIn. She has, I think she called it, something new on it is a voice badge meaning that she's someone that you should be listening to. So she's getting awards from LinkedIn and she's even been able to jump on Zoom calls and connect with the actual founders of LinkedIn. So she has a wealth of knowledge to share with you. I hope you enjoy it. If you do have any questions, feel free to reach out to me as you're going through this episode. I'm always here to chat, but even more importantly, check out Judy Fox on LinkedIn. You will be amazed. But let's dive right into the episode and I'll see you there. Welcome to the More Than Social podcast, Judy. I'm excited to be here. We're having a little bit of some technical glitches as we're doing this. Siri decides that she wants to talk to us throughout this episode. So if Siri wants to jump in, we'll let her kind of do her thing. But super excited that you are here with us on this episode. And I'm honestly so excited to dive into this topic with you today because it's something that I kind of dabble into within my business, but it's never been a really, really big part of my marketing strategy. So before we dive into all things LinkedIn, do you mind giving us a quick little update on how you even became a LinkedIn? an expert yourself? Yes. So I will take us all the way back to when the 2008-2009 economic crisis hit is when I found myself needing to network. And all of a sudden I was like, wait, I lost my job. I needed to figure out what my next steps in my life and my business were. And the power of getting on LinkedIn and networking completely changed my mindset for how you get a job. And when I thought through that process and what I experienced and how I was experiencing a different journey than people who were applying and applying and applying, I networked to my next job. I did not apply for any jobs. And that actually really surprises people because every single step I've taken since then has always been to network to my next opportunity and never apply. <laughs> um, awesome. So kind of fast track and just give you a, my background. I'm a chemical engineer and then I got my master's in sustainability. So I'm really focused on merging the two concepts. And the reason why I ended up launching a LinkedIn business accelerator was because I was running my own engineering consulting business by using LinkedIn. Hmm. So in 2012, I launched my own business. 
I always kept it running, no matter if I had a full-time job, if I was part-time, whatever I was doing for the rest of my days, I've decided I will always have the Judy Fox brand. Amazing. I love that. All right. Let's pause for a quick second. I wanted to jump in here real quick and let you know I am currently accepting applications for my Rise Coaching Program. So if you've been sitting on the sidelines waiting for me to open up more space, today is your lucky day. The Rise Coaching Program is where you get to work with me one-on-one for a minimum of three months up to 12 months to ensure that all your systems, your processes, your digital marketing are on point this year. So if you are an entrepreneur looking for step-by-step guidance and really that second pair of eyes on your strategy, And if you're ready to leverage digital marketing to its fullest, I would love for you to head on over to coaching.lisaann.ca and apply for the one-on-one Rise Coaching Program. Anyways, I told you I'd be quick, so let's get right back to the episode. When you were using LinkedIn for your business, were you using it to generate clients or at that point, were you using it to teach other people how to use LinkedIn? Like how did that kind of work? both. (laughs) They started to overlap. So basically, as you get more and more visible on LinkedIn, it started actually causing more and more people to reach out and say, hey, can you teach us what you're doing? And because I was doing the the seller-doer role, where basically in the businesses I was either a part of or the business I was growing myself, I was always in a business development and then do the work that I brought in. So as I was networking to a lot of CEOs and C-suite leaders because they were watching me be at a peer level to some of the firms that they were up against me for contracts. So I ended up winning a contract and getting a really great opportunity with Tesla, which was awesome. But I was a smaller business than the other companies I was up against. And so that's when one of the CEOs was like, I don't care. I want to meet you. We're sitting down, we have coffee at a Starbucks, and that's when he was like, you know, I think you could literally have a LinkedIn business accelerator, something in the space of showing us how to leverage this platform for business. Because even back in 2018, when I originally launched this container, a lot of people still think of LinkedIn as just a place that you go when you just need a job. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, I love how you mentioned that this kind of like kind of just like landed in your lap, the whole LinkedIn teaching thing, because you're using it for your own business. Literally, that happened to me. When I first started my business, I was generating a lot of income through affiliate marketing. And then people started asking me, how are you doing it? So then my agency kind of just bloomed from there because they wanted to hire me. And then that was eight years ago now. So it just kind of evolved from there. But it's it's really fun when it kind of lands in your lap and kind of works that way because like you said, it's not something that's just going to disappear overnight if you get another job or whatever. When it's your passion and you actually enjoy what you do, I find it goes so much further than just this is a business. Yes. And I had been creating packages for offering LinkedIn either consulting support, coaching support since 2008. And the biggest piece of advice that stuck with me along the way was it? you don't have to be the end-all, be-all expert at the topest, the highest level. The people that need to hire you, if you're like 10 steps ahead of them, you can fast-track them to where you're at, and that is valuable. And when you really boil it down, if I can get one of my clients, and I did, I got one of my clients a 90K contract, 
that will immediately cover what you paid me. So it's mm-hmm. kind of um, the proof will always be in your results that you get people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that you said that, that as long as you're a few steps ahead of the people that are going to hire you, that's all you need to be. And I feel like a lot of people, especially when they're first starting their business, they feel like they have to be like this huge time expert that is way, way ahead of all their clients. It's like, no, you don't have to be and don't let that hold you back, which is amazing for you to acknowledge right now. But also for us to share with all of our listeners today, it's it's a matter of understanding where you're at now and how can you help people and then drive it from there. Now, with LinkedIn, you talked about visibility and networking a lot already. So how do you actually use the platform effectively to be able to generate those clients or network and build those relationships to be able to grow your business? Yeah, so I'm always going to come from the place of sustainability because I think uh, I don't like chasing the algorithm. I don't like thinking I'm going to set myself up for something that's just going to disappear in a year. A year from now, the platform will change. There's a guarantee across all social media that every single platform changes, evolves. Um, I mean, we've seen that just period. That's a guarantee in life that you can count on is that the platform will change. So I like to map out strategies around visibility and how you network on that platform so that it lasts. And the top ways that I think about that right now, based on what LinkedIn offers, is a newsletter on that platform. It is evergreen. It lasts for a really long time. And I sometimes only release a newsletter once every, I don't want to even admit this, but my clients do it more than me, but like once every couple months, maybe even six months which is crazy for some people. But if you really build that to last, it continuously drives in results for me. And you're building a resource on that platform, not just, oh, I'm going to post, 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 post. So I am the anti-hustle post all the time. If you can leverage a platform for a long generating visibility piece of content, use it that way. So I was always, I'm always going to promote that on every single platform. Yeah, I love it. So can I dive in a bit more? So the newsletter, would that be similar to the emails that you can send your email list? Or would that be similar to a blog? Or would you recommend like a mini blog and direct that to your main blog if someone has a blog? It's both. (laughs) So basically, LinkedIn, what they're doing with this newsletter is they're pushing out your newsletter. So if you have a blog, repurpose that content to be inside of a newsletter. And here's the reasons why that's going to be powerful there's going to be people who have already signed up for your blog and they've already seen it, right? Or they come across you on your website. But you really want to realize it. I don't think anyone's going to get annoyed if they see it twice. They might be like, oh yeah, I already saw that. I love Lisa's voice. I want to consume it. Awesome. But you are maybe sleeping on the access that LinkedIn's literally, I'm not trying to say sleeping, but... (laughs) Um, but it really does feel like you could just take that same content resurface it inside of a LinkedIn newsletter and really gain the visibility that can last you even longer and not worry, like I said, that you're going to hit some people twice. It's okay. If they love you, they'll just be like, congrats. We love it. But it goes out. LinkedIn pushes it out into people's emails for you. You don't have to do anything. They push it out as a notification to everyone who subscribes And they push it out in the newsfeed. And then the way that you can feature it on your profile, all of those hits just make that really, really sustainable. 
Interesting. So when you're saying it pushes out into emails and notifications and stuff, is that is the people that are seeing it only the people that follow you on LinkedIn? Or how do you expand that reach to people outside of your circle? Yeah. So initially, yes, people who subscribe or who are following you will get the first notifications and first hit. The power that I have found of the newsletters that I follow and that I subscribe to and that for myself is the shareability of these. So the concept on LinkedIn is, oh, people say all the time, oh, don't share content or sharing's not like the best way to even raise your own voice. But the power of these is that sharing a resource actually does benefit both parties and LinkedIn is happy or more happy to elevate that because they're pushing a lot of visibility towards it. Okay, amazing. And then so if you have that consistent content going out, let's just keep with the newsletter theme, is the goal to have people communicate with you, start to have that conversation on LinkedIn? Or is the goal to get them off of LinkedIn into, let's say, your email inbox? Or like, what's what's kind of the strategy there? I would say both. Um, the power of the newsletter and the content you can put inside of them is LinkedIn has now created over 100 relationships to embed content. So you can take a Spotify episode, for example, if you upload your podcast to Spotify, And it will embed a player inside of your newsletter so nobody has to click away. They don't have to land on the Spotify website. They can stay right on LinkedIn, click that player, listen to something, and go down to the comments. And they never have to leave the platform. Same thing with YouTube, tweets. I mean, there's over 100 embeddable relationships that LinkedIn has created that keep people on the LinkedIn platform while they're inside your newsletter. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, every single social media platform tries its best to keep you on their platform versus leaving it. So if you're keeping people on the platform, let's go into more the networking side of things. So we talked about the visibility to increase your visibility, making sure that you're posting the newsletters. That's your best bet. Now, from a networking side of things, how often are you are you reaching out to people? Or are you just having conversations? Like, How is that kind of working in your favor to generate leads or clients for your business? Yes. So the way that I like to think of LinkedIn from an analogy is that you are being given a mic on a stage as you create content, as you create your newsletter, you are on a stage and you have a microphone to speak to an audience that could be entirely full of your ideal clients. I The way to initially start on LinkedIn is to think of your stage as more of a panel of experts. So we actually could get more people in our audience by generating our own panel of experts. So that can be done a bunch of different ways. Obviously, number one, what you're doing, which is recording a video of the two of us talking, that literally visually puts us on a LinkedIn post that looks like a panel of experts, just period. There's two of us. We look like we're passing the mic back and forth. I love it. That (laughs) content can do really, really well on LinkedIn. The second thing that I want to mention about creating that panel of experts who you like and comment on mentally start showing up for people in their newsfeed and we position you with the people you're liking and commenting on. So go out and find your parallel relationships, your peers, um, your peers that you have great relationships with. Some people are like, I don't know. I don't want to send traffic to other coaches, but I think we've all benefited by realizing there's expertise that you know that don't overlap with the coaching that I know and we get along really well and I can send people to you, you can send people to me. So Mm -hmm. 
let's support each other because our likes and comments will make both of our profiles way more visible. And your audience will then see my likes and comments on you and vice versa. And to me, LinkedIn gives that so much more visibility than I've ever seen on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. When I go on those platforms, I don't know, I'll just again mention you, I don't know where all your likes and comments are going. But if Mm -hmm. I get on LinkedIn and I've been engaging with you, you will start to actually affect my newsfeed if I'm a follower of yours and I potentially am an ideal client. I can start to see, oh, Lisa engaged with this. This is Lisa's comment. And you can get hundreds of likes and comments on a comment. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So the more the more you interact with people, I think even with Instagram, the more you're engaging with people, the better your content's going to do. But the benefit on LinkedIn is that you can actually see what people are liking and commenting and having that conversation. So then from a strategy standpoint, I know you mentioned that you post a newsletter every, every other month. I know it's every easier couple said than months. Done. <laughs> yeah. So your client stuff obviously is always going to be a lot more consistent than that. But from a client standpoint, what do you recommend from how many newsletters you should strive to do in a perfect scenario? And then also how much time should you be spending engaging and networking with people to make the most out of the platform? I love that. Um, I always think from myself, for myself of the C-suite leaders that I work with that are busy. They don't want to just risk putting their likes and comments everywhere on LinkedIn. So the strategy that I put together, and this is, I don't know, it's kind of a different shift to move to LinkedIn and actually dial your voice and how much you post back. And for, when you think of LinkedIn, you actually want to set the perception that you do not have time to post every single day, multiple times a day. As a leader, that actually makes your voice more diluted and it actually makes the impression of you, well, they must not be that busy if they have time for LinkedIn all the time. You should be way more busy with your clients and the work that you have to do in your business. Like I have an IT professional that I've worked with. They run a small IT company maybe once a week posting because I want them to look like they have a full schedule and calendar. You also don't burn out your audience for how much they want to show up looking like they're active because everyone's kind of balancing the perception of how active do I look and is my job, my clients going to think I'm just chit-chatting on LinkedIn and hanging out and being too social. You know what I mean? That is like a breath of fresh air. I'm sure a lot of listeners right now are like, oh, thank goodness. Like we are so conditioned on social media. Post, 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 post. Be as consistent as possible. Be as in front of people as possible. So that's kind of nice that I like that strategy of just show up, do what you need to do, and then work on your business. I think a lot of people can relate to that definitely or even appreciate that. Now, when you are showing up, let's just say it's once a week scenario, um, how long of content that should be putting out there, like those newsletters, or even if it is a video, is there a certain strategy that people should do in terms of a video should be less than seven seconds, et cetera? So I'll just say I, and this is just to give you context, in March of 2023, right now, I got a client a million views in a month. And we literally started from dialing her back from every single posting almost every single day to creating more deeper resources once a week. So that is the difference when you think about 
Um, some of the advice you might hear out there, short videos, yes. But if you're actually going to post one video a week, you may want to do a minute or we may get and wrap our heads around, you know what? I expect a video once a week from Lisa. I'm just going to keep putting you in the hot seat there. And <laughs> <Thank> um, <laughs> yeah, we expect, we, our brains go, oh, great. I know I'm going to get something from Lisa. It's going to be about a minute. And that's where I think stay consistent with the style of what you're putting out versus, um, oh, I need to be consistent every single day at 9 a.m. on Tuesday or whatever it is. We don't really care about that. We care more about, oh, I like consuming this messaging in this way. So when I just mentioned the client that got a million views, we stuck with one style of content. We created a very visual brand. So right when you're scrolling, you know it's her brand, it's her message. And her audience is now gobbling it up because they're not overwhelmed with it. They're literally like, oh my gosh, she's a craveable Netflix show. Like, I cannot wait for the next episode to drop. And a million views later, she is so excited because when you when you live in the world of a thousand views uh, a month, that changes your whole life in business to all of a sudden get the visibility at a million. Yeah, it's actually interesting. I know a girl who has said, you know what, I'm done with Instagram altogether. And she posts on Instagram just to say, if you want to connect with me, go on LinkedIn. And she's 100% using that LinkedIn strategy, which is awesome. But I know she's seen some great, great results from it. Now, in terms of growing that circle a bit. So yes, you mentioned that if you're posting, it's going to kind of grow it more. But is there certain strategies, like an outreach strategy that you'd recommend? Like I know I get messages all the time from randoms just being like, hey, I like what you're doing or hey, this is what I do. Do you want to connect? How do you feel about those cold messages? And is there a right and wrong strategy to that? I would say yes, there's a right and wrong strategy. If it, And I'll explain. If somebody has been touching my content, they have been liking and commenting and they have been engaged, even if you only have 10 people who are liking and commenting and engaged, I see a positive strategy in kind of turning around and creating messaging that makes sense to either say, you know, thank you so much, be grateful and offer gratitude. That is a private message. And if there is something along with that that says like, hey, I'm creating more resources, let me know if there's ever something that you need or however you position that. But keep it very light. I, I would not go all the way to, we need to talk, we need to chat, we need to book a call. That energy on LinkedIn, I love I love how people make fun of it sometimes because I find that really humorous. But they're like, I don't need one more random chit chat with no context for why we're talking for 30 minutes. Nobody needs mm -hmm. that anymore. Yeah, no one has time for that, especially no. if you're running a successful business. Um, but yeah, I, I always get those. And I'm like, why? Like, I, I get why you're trying to build that connection and whatever you're trying to eventually sell me on things. But it's like, I find it so... It's not a conversation I want to be in. Even with Instagram, you get all those messages like, hey, girl, I love your profile. You'll be good with this. And it's like, ah, just stop. So I like how you said that. But what about like, like, I feel like there's so many misconceptions about LinkedIn. Like you mentioned in the beginning, people look at LinkedIn typically to get a job. That's kind of how we all were conditioned about it in the beginning with LinkedIn. But is there any other misconceptions that you're finding with LinkedIn? Oh my gosh. Um, when it comes to your, your, a lot of people are just letting LinkedIn happen to them, which I understand because 
there's a lot of uncertainty. We don't exactly know, and we're not spending a lot of time there. So of course we're letting it happen to us. But I really want to impart, if there's one thing people take away, is you can take ownership of your experience. And that is what I do for every single person I work with, is I fix the direct message issue. I fix the newsfeed. If somebody comes to me and says, I hate my newsfeed, I'm like, make your own. Make your own newsfeed. <laughs> like, I think there's a lot of complaints I hear in general about social media, and social media was never built for you. Anyone listening right now, it was the the owner of the the app did not sit down and say, I am making this for this exact person. You're technically the product. You're receiving the ads, the things that they want, the monetization they want to create. So the phrase I loved learning early on in my career was take radical ownership. And I love that just word radical ownership because whenever I hear somebody complain about something, I'm like, well, what does radical ownership of that issue look like? I take it back into my hands I don't like the news feed. I don't like what LinkedIn's giving me. Let me create my own. What does that look like? How do I solve that? So the fact that I just wanted to let people know the fact that that's available. And the next thing is the fact that LinkedIn's shifting into the creator economy. They have recognized there are so many small businesses. There are so many amazing creators. I mean, they're now getting Mr. Beast to post on the platform and Gabrielle Union, and I'm trying to think of any like, oh, Ryan Reynolds is posting on there now, which I mean, who even knows if that's his team or not? Doesn't matter. We see them and LinkedIn's pushing for more of that. They've launched a podcast network where they're literally amplifying voices on the platform and podcasts. The creator economy is is blowing up on there. And what they've done is lean into creating something called creator mode. And you can toggle that on your profile and that will give you uh, access to new tools as they roll out, access to creator tools like growing your following, growing your subscribers. How do you get buttons on your profile? How do you get an external link on your profile? And now I build profiles to be landing pages, just like a sales landing page and a funnel. I build the LinkedIn profile to be a funnel. Interesting. So when you're saying that you can... Um, edit your news feed of how it looks. Do you mean by what the content you're consuming or engaging with, that's going to change how it looks? Or can you physically remove how it looks? Um, I create at the top of my, um, I use Chrome. <laughs> at the For my bookmarks, I have my bookmarked news feed. Hmm. Does that make okay. sense? So you yeah. can create what I, you can filter. So basically, huh. LinkedIn's giving you the ability to filter posts and create a unique experience for yourself. And then I just save the filter settings. Okay, interesting. So I need to go back to my profile and one, make sure I'm on a creator account because I don't mm -hmm. know if I am or not um, and play with it a bit. Like I said in the beginning, this is not my wheelhouse. Like, yes, I post on it. I'm definitely the person posting too much. So thank you for allowing <laughs> me to take it back. Um, that's awesome. It feels awkward at first, <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> it's just like, we're so conditioned the other way to post, 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 post. So like, that's kind of what I've done. So like I said, I'm not a LinkedIn expert. That's why you're here. So I greatly appreciate you telling us all these tips and tricks. Now, would you say, this is my last question, would you say that the biggest trend right now on LinkedIn is becoming a more creator profile or how to, like what trends are kind of emerging right now? 
I would say 100,000% yes from the top down. LinkedIn is embracing the creator world watching. And I think when you watch the leadership from the senior VP all the way up to the CEO, Ryan is, you know, like he's creating a podcast. He's on video on LinkedIn. He's pushing out content. He has a newsletter. I love seeing the owners of the platform and the C-suite level creating content on LinkedIn and showing up as creators running a business on LinkedIn, which is just like, thank you. Like that is amazing. I will say when I sometimes post about a brand new tool, I have had LinkedIn senior VP level come into my comments and actually comment and engage what platform do you get that on? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Like I literally was um, joking around, but I was like, I'm going to turn some of their comments into t-shirts. Like, I feel like (laughs) the level of how much fanning you might do over a celebrity when they like, and they comment, um, I'm going to like make a t-shirt with their comments. Cause sometimes I was like, Oh, Daniel Roth commented he's the senior VP editor in chief of LinkedIn. <laughs> no, that's a big deal. And it's like, it really is a big deal. One, because what you taught me, as soon as their comments pop up, now you are exposed to a lot more people too, but like they see you. That's, that's huge. So congrats on that. That's amazing. Again, if that just, if there's like all the things you're listening to right now, the fact that LinkedIn at the highest level is turning around and supporting their creators like period. I've been able to get a hold of them. I've been able to get access to Zoom calls with the teams that I've been able to network to. The amount of access is really, really high, but obviously you have to be using the platform in a way that makes sense to them. And that's where that magic comes in. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas with Facebook, if you want to get a hold of someone, like good luck. Good luck. <laughs> it's been eight years of us trying, but yeah, not going to happen. So that's awesome. And I think a big benefit of using their platform for sure. Now, where can people find you? So on LinkedIn, what would be the user or the handle for them to follow you on? Well, the best way is just to type in J-U-D-I-F-O-X on LinkedIn or type in hashtag Fox Rocks, the way it's okay. spelled. Um, I definitely go by that hashtag and I'd be so honored if you wanted to follow it because it's a way for me to amplify a bigger community message. And if you even take a screenshot of this video and you post it on LinkedIn and you use hashtag Fox Rocks, my community will see it and they will support your content. Amazing. I love that. I love that. And you talked about working with clients and helping teach people how to use LinkedIn. Do you have a course or do you just take one-on-one clients? Like how can people work with you as well? Ooh, right now I still, as of this recording, I still do one-on-one clients, but I am working on course content because I've had enough at this point, enough people just say, just put it out as course. We'll take it. <laughs> like, um, because again, I think the world is just coming to the conclusion. LinkedIn is just a different space. And it, the feeling of not even having to push this course out has been amazing. So I'm excited to launch it. I'm definitely niching down into small business, the creator economy, entrepreneurs. That is what this course will be for. So there will be no job seeking advice in this at all. So amazing. Well, let me know when that is officially live and I'll let everyone else know who's listening. Um, Because yeah, it is a totally different platform than what we're used to with Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. Everyone's going to be slightly different, but I feel like this one is just a whole other beast on its own. Yes. I love it. Thank you. Amazing. Now to end the episode, I always like to ask one question, which you kind of touched on already, but if you could give one piece of advice to a fellow entrepreneur, what would it be? 
Uh, well, first of all, I've got to put my Fox listening ears on for this one. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> I, I forgot about them for a while. My Fox branding. Um, the biggest piece of advice is obviously lean into whatever makes you smile and whatever lights you up. We will, we will be way more attracted to your energy first, and then we'll listen to what you have to say. We're just really not at this point with all the noise out there. We have to feel something coming from a person and we have to feel that they really mean it. I love it. I love it. And yeah, it comes back to being authentic online. People can (laughs) see right through you and there's no more of the days just you're pretending or you're faking it until you make it type of strategy. But thank you so, so much. Honestly, you have given us a lot of tips and we will say Fox rocks, hashtag Fox rocks. I will make sure to tag that as well when I post all this content as well. So thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you being on the podcast and let me know once that course goes live. I'm super excited for it. And I'm super excited to check you out on LinkedIn because I have a lot of work that I need to do personally. Sounds great. I'm excited to see you there. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this episode. I am so grateful that you show up each and every week. I hope these tips and tricks have brought you some new ideas and new inspiration for your business. If you love this conversation, let me hear it. Leave us a rating and review on the More Than Social podcast and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Share it with someone who you know needs this message and together, let's make an impact and let's make a business that we love. I'll see you next week. Thank you.